Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So glad you're with me today. Um, I'm going to be talking about something that uh, I hear a lot of clients need help with, um, and it's how to deal with difficult people. Uh, It is so hard to have good intentions uh, or encounter somebody or go up to somebody who's a co-worker, family member, friend, whatever, and maybe they're so sensitive or maybe uh, they're coming to you with something and with a very, very strong reaction and it, or, or they're just crappy feeling people and, and they're never happy to be around, you know. Wh- whatever kind of person this is, family member, colleague, uh, friend, mate, uh, there are really ways to deal with difficult people. I'm going to talk to you about exactly the steps that I want you to take, um, the five or six steps. I'm going to give you an exercise that's going to help truly, truly change your life. I've been using this exercise that I developed uh, for many, many years. And once you learn it, and once you apply it uh, to the interactions with anybody in your life that, that is typically in your life, uh, it is going to be a game changer. So I'm excited to share that with you today. Um, and of course, if you if you have any questions, let me know. Send me an email. Um, but I think these tips are going to really, really be helpful. So if you were to look at the kinds of people that are in your life, that are in your life, who are the people with whom you have the most difficulty dealing with and why? So I just want you to kind of think about that. Maybe get a piece of paper, pen, pencil, whatever. Write down the answer to that question. If you were to look at the kinds of people in your life, who are the people with whom you have the most difficulty dealing with and why? Chances are what you're going to say is, you know, they always do this or they always do that. Or every time I do this, they act critical or they're uh, defensive or they're this, that, and the other. Whatever it is, write down who it is. Write down why you think you have difficulty, um, what it is, what happens. What about the people, you know, and so, so I guess the first question is kind of like the people in your inner circle, the people you see all the time. But what about the people outside your inner circle? Why are they so difficult to deal with? What's going on? Think about the people that you encounter uh, kind of in general or maybe even... Uh, when, when you're out and about and you encounter somebody that's kind of difficult, why? Why do you think they are so difficult to deal with? So today I want to talk to you about what, what the difficulty is uh, for, uh, for you if you have difficulty even just with one person in your life and you're not sure how to navigate that relationship. But I'm also going to talk to you about if there's a pattern in your life where you feel like lots of people are difficult to deal with, or uh, to really help you understand what happens uh, when you encounter 
a difficult person kind of what you can um, do to really have success uh, almost all the time in dealing with difficult people. So now get your, if, if you haven't gotten a piece of paper uh, and something to write with, please just pause and go get something uh, because this exercise is really something that's going to change your life. And uh, maybe you listen to the recording today and then you go back and do it. Uh, whatever it is, pause now and uh, write write this down. It's called You Know What You Know Because You Know. That's the name of the exercise. I know it's a very brilliant title. Kind of good like that. Anyway, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write the names of the people that you have the most difficulty with. Maybe it's one person. Maybe it's your mother or your father. Maybe it's your brother or sister. Maybe it's a colleague, a boss, whatever. Uh, and in, I want you to make uh, put their names across the top of the paper and make columns for each, enough for you to write stuff in. So probably there may be two or three people in your life. Make three columns, two or three columns. If there's just one, make one. The next step is I want you to identify the three to five top characteristics that you, you experience from them almost all of the time. Now, uh, chances are you're going to identify a lot of negative ones. If there are any positive, write them down. I did this exercise with someone uh, recently. She's struggling with her relationship with her mom. And she has always wanted to have a good relationship with her mom. But unfortunately, her mother isn't that insightful, uh, is kind of needy, needs attention, turns things around, uh, is kind of manipulative, makes her feel guilty, like criticizes her, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And so there's a constant sense of frustration because all she wants to do is have positive interactions with her mom, have a good time. She's a young adult. She, she wants to build a, uh, you know, different relationship and her mother does not see what she's doing. Her mother doesn't see the damage she's kind of caused over time and, and isn't really cluing in on the fact that she's missing a golden opportunity to have a really great relationship with her daughter. So I've worked with her around this and I did this exercise with her as, uh, as well as with a number of other clients um, and it's truly changed the game for them. So write down the names of the people, make your columns, write down the top three to five qualities or characteristics. I do not want this to be a very long thing at all. Some of you may write down when you think about whoever this person is, they are dominating, controlling, intense, uh, whatever, whatever else you, you want to, you know, arrogant, uh, I don't know, successful. Those may be the five qualities. Um, whatever the qualities are, just write them down because you already know. What I find that's kind of funny to me is that uh, when people struggle with this, it's kind of like you've known somebody for a long time um, and you feel, it's like you kind of keep feeling repeated pain or r- repeated disappointment. And every time you go through that, it's like you're shocked all over again. And when my clients come to me and they say, you know, she's just, every time I talk to her, she's just acts like a, you know, she's just acts so angry or she's so critical or, you know, 
I can't tell her anything without her, her making me feel bad. And I look at them, I go, and you're shocked? Like, seriously? Why would you be shocked? Why would you be hurt? And why would you keep going back for that, for that same kind of experience unprepared? And when I say that, they look at me like, what do you mean unprepared? I say, every time you have a conversation, every time you pick up the phone, every time there's an email or a text, you know exactly what you're going to encounter. So why are you surprised? It's just that behavior shows up differently in different situations, but it's the same behavior. So you got to start doing something different. You have to uh, know what you know that you know, you know? So I have them write these, the name, I have them write the three to five qualities and characteristics that are maybe most hurtful, most offensive, most bothersome. And I say to them, every single contact you have with this person is now going to be different because you're not going to be shocked that if you personally disclose something, if you share something that is special to you, that you're not going to be surprised that they're probably going to shit all over it, that they're going to turn it around, that they're going to make you feel bad, that they're going to somehow criticize that because they aren't capable of receiving or supporting you. They've got their own stuff that they haven't dealt with. So every time there's an encounter, you've got to remember these five things. If you, even if you write them on a sticky note so that anytime you, like I said, phone call, email, interaction, whatever it is, a contact, you look at that, those uh, qualities, characteristics, and I hope there may be one or two positive qualities or characteristics in there because we're not bad people. We just kind of cope poorly. Some people cope more poorly than others. But you're never going to be shocked again if you look at that and you say, you know what, because my mother, my father, my brother, my boss um, can't handle the fact that I disclose things about success or thoughts or uh, uh, wisdom, I know that I can't disclose those things to them. I can keep things superficial. Uh, anytime the conversation gets tough, I can always say, you know what, I got to go, there's another call. Or the ultimate uh, choice would be to either temporarily or permanently disengage with them until they're ready to listen and make some changes. In other words, you can't have access to me in my life if you're going to shit all over me when I talk to you about or try to share not going to do it. You got to earn your way in. Just because you're my brother or sister or uh, boss or parent doesn't mean you automatically get access to me. If it's, if the access has been, uh, the access way has been um, broken down and you're not willing to do anything to change, then you don't get access to me. Especially in the way that you think you deserve or you want. So it's all about really understanding uh, about what you're willing to allow and what you don't, understanding what what the other person's about that you encounter on a regular basis, and adjusting your relationship accordingly. Uh, and it may be that over time the person says, why don't you share anything with me? And it may be a point where you have an opportunity to say, you know what, typically it's been very difficult. And every time I've asked you to kind of work on things or uh, I've tried to share things, I just feel criticized and I'm kind of tired of it. So I'm happy to talk to you, happy to hear about your day, 
that's fine because I do want a relationship with you, but I can't have a deeper one right now until you're able to make some changes. Uh, I know that's very direct. I know that's hard for some people to to even think about saying to somebody in their life. Uh, but sometimes it's very, very necessary. So that's the exercise. So keep those qualities and characteristics in front and center when you're acting, interacting with difficult people in your life that you know. Now, here's the thing. When you're out and about outside of that inner circle of people, you're going to encounter people that uh, have their own stuff. Um, I, I love it when I go into a grocery store and I'm at the cashier and they're not smiling. I don't love the fact that they're not smiling, but I know that all it takes is a comment or a compliment from me to kind of help them get out of their own mind and relate to me and maybe smile. Um, and so I'll just kind of strike up a conversation. I'll say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Uh, your earrings look beautiful or you've been so nice to me and, you know, hope everything's good. Have a great day. I don't know how many people walk through a grocery line and take the time to acknowledge the people that are doing that work. It feels wonderful. So it's really okay to, to do those kinds of things. But I want to tell you even more importantly, when you encounter somebody uh, who doesn't have the nicest reaction to you and you don't even know them, um, the most important thing to remember is that people bring their stuff to your stuff. We all have triggers. Nobody likes to encounter somebody with a nasty attitude or arrogant attitude or entitled attitude. Nobody does. And we're all, we all have our own buttons that get pushed. But if you know that, you know, you're bringing all of your life experiences, all of your uh, hurts, your pains, your happinesses, everything uh, to every single interaction that you have with every single person that you encounter, then I think it's going to make it easier for you to understand and uh, understand that people bring their stuff to your stuff. And it's up to you what you do with the stuff. So just understand that all of this stuff has roots in life history. You have no idea what somebody's been through in their life. And if they show up pissed off, if they show up uh, anxious, if they show up angry, fearful, I'm not saying it's all fine, okay, that they act uh, in any way that's hurtful towards you or offensive. But I'm just saying remember that. People have stories that you don't even know about. One of my favorite things to do uh, is to sit with people and learn about their lives. So many times I have been so surprised to learn what people have been through, and I would never have known that based on how they look, ever. And so I get to know people, and it allows me to develop a, a deeper level of compassion for, for everybody. So I want to give you five things to remember when you encounter difficult people. That first exercise, of course, was for the people that you encounter on a regular basis. These are just some things for you to think about in terms of uh, people that you encounter on a, maybe like kind of a, a daily slash uh, stranger uh, way, stranger experience. Not meaning that it's a strange experience, but that these people are strangers to you and you don't really know them. So the first thing that I want you to think about 
And I guess these kind of, these things kind of go in steps. I mean, we'll call it step one. It, it's to know what your stuff is and what's not. So know that if you encounter somebody, that's this also applies to things in uh, to the people in your you know your inner circle. Know what's yours and know what's not. And if you can distinguish between that, then then you're able to go into step two when somebody comes to you or at you with their stuff, even with a you know bad attitude. You're able to step back. You're able to do number two, which is breathe, take a step back. And remind yourself of what's your stuff. And then shift into compassion for the other person. Like I said, you have no idea what the person has been through in their life, let alone in that day or the moment before they met you. Or the moment before they encountered you. You have no idea. And we tend to forget about that. It's the funniest that we tend to forget about that because all we do is we end up just getting this reaction or 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 behavior attitude from somebody and we're like whoa what the hell is your problem I mean you know I used to be very def- very defensive and like that would be the first thing that I would say is like excuse me what is your problem that didn't help anything you know what works for me sometimes to diffuse something or a lot of times somebody's coming at me I will do my best to kind of respond in a positive way um, could be you know I'm sorry you're having a tough time how can I help or look if, if you're going through something I'm sorry I, I really hope you have a good day you look nice today something like that that just diffuses something or thanking them I remember huh, this is a story I remember I'll never get this I was driving uh, in my neighborhood and I was going to stop at a sandwich shop and this was in the middle of the lunch rush in the parking lot. And uh, there were cars behind me, and I was waiting for somebody to pull out. And I remember uh, the the woman behind me, I could I was looking in the rear view. I could feel her. And I was looking uh, at her, and she was shooting me the birds, screaming, screaming, screaming. And I'm like, okay, I'm just waiting for the lady to pull out of her parking spot so I can park. So she was able to get a parking spot kind of like behind me. Uh, She got out, I parked, and she walked towards me, pissed off. And I looked at her and I just said, you are, thank you so much for your patience. I know I was holding you up. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. And it was as if her mouth dropped all the way to the ground. She looked at me, she just stopped in her tracks like her face was so confused and she said, okay, you're welcome. And I went off and got my sandwich and I was able to avoid a confrontation. I was able to, to diffuse the situation with somebody I didn't even know. I just paid her a compliment. Thank you for being so patient. And it's frustrating. So number two, breathe, take a step, remind yourself what's yours, what's not, and have compassion for the person. Number three, Keep your cool. Don't get caught up in their emotional tornado. It is so easy, so easy to react. Breathe. Take a moment. If they're coming to you with stuff, it's not your stuff. Know it. And if you need to walk away for a second or not respond and just listen, do what you need to do. Uh, But understand that if you didn't come to them with a bad attitude, understand that maybe there's something going on behind the scenes that you don't know. 
Number four, keep your distance uh, and be strategic about what you share with people. If they tend to be, again, maybe people in your inner circle, I've talked about this, um, you may start to kind of dial back and dial down what you share. You may need to only talk about kind of light, superficial things uh, until an opportunity comes where you can have a conversation that says, hey, you know what? It's hard to ha- it's hard to tell you about my life because uh, I just get met with negativity and criticism and I don't want that anymore. So even with people at work, you can do this with people at work. It's kind of like uh, in- uh, interact with them only when you have to. Uh, again, use this exercise, the, the three to five things that you know what you know what you know, you know, exercise. Uh, and don't forget the things that you encounter with them on a regular basis. Uh, it will prevent you from expecting anything else than what they typically do. That's the thing. That's the key where you stop expecting something different from somebody who keeps acting the same. If you don't uh, expect anything different, you're not going to feel hurt. You're not going to feel pain. You're going to expect what you know, unless they start to change. And the last thing really is pick your battles. That's number five. Um, with people that you know are going to be a certain way that aren't interested in changing, stop trying to change them. Stop trying to be their parent uh, or be their educator and remind them, why did you say that? Why do you have to do that? Recently had a client whose marriage is in a very unhappy marriage. They Their communication is very bad. The husband uh, has to be right all the time. He's got very rigid political views. He's a very uh, religious person, believes that uh, uh, his religion, uh, you go by their Bible, uh, like he's right, everybody else is wrong, highly critical of people, negative, all of that. And she's just like, oh my God, I'm a spiritual person. I I just want to experience positive things. And so I've been talking to her about learning how to respond differently, changing the dynamic. And you can think about this in your relationship. It's like if you, if there's a dynamic that continues to exist, it won't change until one or both people change it. Now, that is some pretty basic uh, conceptual thinking about relationships. But with her, what I said to her is like, you know, every time he starts kind of like on a rant, I don't want you to try to prove your point. Stop trying to be right and win and just be. Maybe you look at him and go, huh. And that's it. Or uh, if if they go on and on and on and, you, you know, you don't want to get into an argument, just say, you know, excuse me, I just need a timeout. And you stop what you're doing and you go take a breather. The things that you can do to change the dynamic, and then at a neutral time when you're not fighting, you go back and you say, you know what? I'm going to start to do things differently. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not always going to agree with it, uh, but, you know, I'll listen. Uh, and if I feel like I'm getting upset uh, and because I don't want an argument, I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to take a breather. And that time out or breather Uh, maybe five minutes, it may be 30 minutes, maybe an hour. But I'm going to do that because I want to stop this way of interacting. And of course, you know, uh, there's so many more things to do if you're struggling in a relationship. Uh, And I highly encourage you to find somebody who can help. 
But I often find that if I start with one person and and in the relationship, and the other person is reluctant to be a part of therapy, uh, that there can be significant positive change in a relationship dynamic if I just start with one person. And if they do that, those behaviors and those assignments that I've asked them to do consistently, it is amazing because all of a sudden things start to shift because the old way of doing things changes. I hope this has been helpful for you to understand that, you know, you're going to encounter difficult people all the time. And when they're in your, your, your home space, either literally or metaphorically in your inner circle, it can be very, very difficult because uh, you may you may feel conflicted and confused about why maybe your parent or your brother or your spouse is having a hard time interacting with you or is always this way um, because you want something different. You want a better relationship. And I'm saying they're really, real, real uh, important and amazing ways, little things you could do to shift the dynamic uh, and have a better experience on your end. You can't change anybody else. You can't stop them from being who they are. Uh, only unless they want to change can they change. So stop trying to change somebody else to believe what you believe or to think the way you think or to do how you do. If you feel like you want a reading, I offer 30, 40, 60 minute readings. They're amazing. Spirit comes through in such amazing ways. There's an area in your life that you struggle with. Reach out. Call me 404-558-3971. Email me Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. And please take a moment, go to iTunes, rate and review my podcast. The more, uh, of course, five stars I get, the better. The more ratings and reviews I get, the better. The more people I can reach. Um, And uh, if you feel like you'd like to really learn how to change your relationship, learn how to change a dynamic and feeling the pain that you feel and, and lean into happiness and begin to live a good life, call me text me, uh, not text me, sorry, call me uh, and email me. Uh, It would be my pleasure to help you. I help so many people all around the world, and it would be my pleasure to help you. As always, have a wonderful day, a blessed week, and live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.